0: Hi, welcome to The Journey of Parenting. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Aduse, a licensed child clinical psychologist. Our intention for this series is to offer the most common tips that I recommend to parents in supporting their children and themselves. We're here to sift through all the latest research and most pressing issues in parenting so you don't have to. Like it or not, social media isn't going anywhere. Social media specifically refers to any application that supports interactive online communication, collaboration, and content sharing among users. The social media landscape evolves quickly, making it difficult for research and clinical practice to stay up to date. When I was training to become a clinical psychologist, our intakes didn't include any questions about social media platforms. I only started incorporating these questions around 2017, when I realized that these digital communities were as impactful as the home and school environment for young people. As a parent, even if you're on these social media platforms yourself, it can feel intimidating to grapple with the reality of how social media is affecting tweens and teens and how to set appropriate boundaries around social media use. Indeed, estimates from a Pew Research Center report released in 2020 suggest that nearly two-thirds of parents in the United States state that parenting is more difficult today than 20 years ago due to smartphones and social media. And it's not just parents that are concerned. The report also indicates that about 9 in 10 teens believe spending too much time online is a problem that their generation faces, with 60% who believe it's a major problem. In today's episode, we'll build off of tips covered in the last episode on screen time and kids and turn our attention to social media use in older children. Similar to screen time, experts state that it's okay for teens to participate in social media and digital communities. Research suggests that for some, especially those with marginalized identities, that these digital spaces can be lifelines for youth. And at the same time, there's research suggesting that engagement with these platforms can lead to problematic social media use, cyberbullying, and negative outcomes. It's a normal part of tween and teen development to seek social approval, engage in novelty seeking or risky behaviors, and access to social media is amplifying these opportunities on digital platforms that aren't as easy to monitor for parents. The latest research shows that it's problematic social media use that we want to avoid. While not diagnosable, this term refers to addiction symptoms problematic social media use results in a preoccupation with an impulse to use social media excessively despite negative consequences. Measures of problematic social media use include rating items like, you've tried to cut down social media use without success, or you use social media so much that it has a negative impact on your schooling or relationships. Turns out it's problematic social media use, not necessarily the amount of time spent on social media that has the strongest link to symptoms of depression in teens. There's some evidence, although not as robust, that there's also a link between disordered eating and body image concerns and social media use. Experts in this area are concerned about what social media use is replacing in youth lives. What would your child be doing instead if they weren't on social media? Would they be in person with friends, outside being active and playing? Data from a review published by Canon and VZ in March of 2023 indicates that the decline in average daily time with friends for 15- to 24-year-olds began in 2010, prior to lockdown. Experts point to this trend as the reason why COVID restrictions aren't the main culprit in the youth mental health crisis, but rather the switch in tweens and teens moving more of their social lives onto social media platforms. In the United States, there's indeed an unprecedented rise in symptoms of depression in teenagers, suicidal behavior, and death by suicide, particularly for girls, In looking at the trend lines of mental health concerns and onset of social media use, it's understandable why there is a strong narrative that social media is contributing to the youth mental health crisis. It's so strong, in fact, that state legislature is changing, like the new law in the state of Utah that passed to require parental consent for any individual under 18 years old to join social media platforms and enforces curfews for minors as well as parental access to their children's posts and messages. However, some experts state that these fears are not yet supported by the research, noting that just because these two trend lines are increasing together does not equate to social media causing the rising mental health concerns in teens. Instead, research points to teens' online life mirroring their offline challenges. Tweens and teens who are struggling with mental health difficulties are more likely to seek out negative online content or passively scrolling social media instead of engaging with peers online. Additionally, youth from low-income families also report a high spillover of negative social media experiences to conflicts offline or trouble at school. Youth with higher-quality social relationships with peers, family members, and teachers are more likely to engage in digital communications and show consistency in positive experiences across their offline and online relationships. This research has led many to begin referring to a new digital divide, instead of referring to inequitable access to new technology, which does continue in many countries, but this gap is closing. The new digital divide refers to discrepancies in youth online experiences, such that youth who are already vulnerable to health and educational disparities may have differences in social media experiences that amplify inequalities. While the social media landscape is nuanced and complex in terms of its impact on youth mental health, the good news is that the same parenting principles that help shape positive youth development still apply to how we support tweens and teens in navigating their online interactions and relationships with social media. Tip number one, model healthy social media habits. Like with other skills you may want to teach your child, even when you don't think they're looking, they observe and mirror their parents' behavior, including how you might interact with your own device and on social media. Reflect on what you and your family believes looks like a positive relationship with social media. Maybe it's being present during family mealtimes and not texting, responding to email, or scrolling through social media. Maybe it's making sure that the first thing family members do in the morning isn't picking up their phone and checking social media accounts. Or maybe it's setting clear boundaries and limits around when you're on social media. Write down what social media habits are most important to you and your household. Discuss with your tween and teen what they believe are important social media habits. Whichever social media habits you identified as being most important to you and your family, start living and breathing them. Enlist a family member or friend to hold you accountable to these habits you set for yourself. Make a game out of it with your family trying to delete social media apps off of your phone for a week and rate your mood before and after. As much as research is important to informing our strategies, it can also be just as powerful to test out strategies for yourself and see how they work. Tip number two, teach online privacy and safety skills. You know those annual security trainings that workplaces sometimes have you complete? Teaching our kids and teens online privacy and safety skills is similar, something that should be regularly revisited and updated as technology continues to advance. We live in an age when artificial intelligence can now alter and fabricate a video or photo of ourselves doing something or saying something that we never did or said. Empower your child to be a savvy consumer online and when using social media. Channel the inner rebel in tweens and teens and explain how social media platforms are capitalizing on purchasing their attention and data, often without them even knowing help your child learn the questions to ask and signs to look for when it comes to protecting their identity and well-being online and with social media. Resources like Common Sense Media, Children and Screens, and Child Mind Institute are great places to check for this information. Set limits around what information can be shared and which information like home address, full name, gender, date of birth should remain private and circumstances in which you might share these things when online, like when purchasing something online. Covering the topic of cyberbullying also falls in this category of teaching online privacy and safety skills. Cyberbullying is defined as mean or unwanted words and behaviors that happen online. If you haven't spoken with your child yet about cyberbullying, you can start with an open-ended question like, what have you heard about cyberbullying? What have teachers or kids said about it? Can be a helpful place to start. Research on cyberbullying indicates that it carries similar negative effects that traditional bullying has. And with the added layer of anonymity, as well as visibility to peers and others online, the prevalence rates are higher than traditional bullying. Have an open and honest conversation with your child about how to recognize and respond to cyberbullying. The skills you teach here will apply to your child's ability to communicate and build relationships offline as well. There are resources for parents on teaching kids how to respond to cyberbullying, like the STOP acronym for Common Sense Media. S. Stop using the device. T. Tell an adult who you trust what happened. O. Get the okay from an adult before going back on the app or website where the cyberbullying happened. P. Pause to think about how you feel. After talking to an adult, would it be helpful to talk to the person who is being rude or mean? Tip number three, use mistakes as learning experiences. Mistakes are part of how kids learn and develop skills over time. So it's best to accept that your tween or teen may make mistakes with social media use. When mistakes happen, avoid criticizing or berating your child or teen, As tempting as it can be sometimes to say, I told you so. Instead, express some empathy for their situation. Show your tween or teen that you're someone that they can continue to come to when questions, concerns, or challenges arise with their relationship with screens and social media. For older children, you can problem solve with them and collaborate about what to do moving forward. For mistakes that have more severe consequences or are persistent such as cyberbullying, sexting, posting inappropriate photos, know that if you are a member of Modern Health, you can ask for support anytime for yourself from a parent coach or licensed therapist at Modern Health. Lastly, one of the primary ways that children and teens learn from their mistakes is through how caregivers and adults around them model learning from mistakes. Parents learn from their own mistakes as well. So just like with your children, give yourself some grace and be kind to yourself in those moments that you get caught up in social media instead of being present with your family. In today's episode, we reviewed public health trends that show an uptick in youth mental health struggles that follows increased social media use in this age group. While the research states that it doesn't mean that one causes the other, Experts agree that social media use may mirror offline behavior and exacerbate existing vulnerabilities for youth. Three tips to leave you with based on what we know are, one, model healthy social media habits. Discuss with your teen what a healthy relationship with social media looks like and follow through on practicing social media habits that you want your tween or teen to engage in. Two, teach online privacy and safety skills. Empower your child to be a savvy consumer of social media by teaching them basic privacy and security rules and how to recognize and respond to cyberbullying. Three, use mistakes as learning experiences. By treating mistakes as learning opportunities, rather than chances to criticize, You keep an open line of communication between you and your child so that they rely on you rather than peers or other figures online to inform their relationship with social media. While the social media landscape is complex and intimidating at times for parents to address, know that applying the wisdom of parenting strategies you already have modeling healthy behaviors, teaching safety and respectful communication, and using mistakes as learning moments all apply online as they do offline. That's it today for the journey of parenting. Wherever you are in your parenting journey today, know that you aren't alone in this adventure. One that's full of laughter, tears, yelling, silence, giggles, the coulds, woulds, shoulds, and maybe some more tears. Join us next time to learn about navigating your child's growing independence.